Hello everyone. Uh, so, do you let visibility into your life? I'm just going to talk about this topic right now. The topic is visibility. I already know what it is because I have this and then two other episodes left. And so I already know what the title of this one is going to be for like a couple days in advance, even though I wasn't really sure what I was going to talk about until I drank a couple bangs and then whoosh, the creativity just exploded out of my brain. And what what I get to share now as a result of drinking a bang, um, because it has super creatine in it, which I would imagine has to mean that it gives you the power to be um, the Hulk of creativity in terms of creativity. And because it's super creatine, and I'm sure I'm sure that it just makes you so creative. And why would you need to smoke pot if you could just drink a bang? Because a bang makes you makes you creative. Like people get stuck on that. You have to do certain things to be creative. All you have to do is drink a bang, or just go about your daily life. Or, um, but it's like everyone's trying to achieve creativity. At least if you're an artist, I'm an artist. And by the way, people get stuck on being artists. Like that's the be all end all made it, or you're always referring to yourself as that, by the way, I'm an artist or like artists, like I artists, like I don't stand for this and I get pissed off because I have special special qualifications that I set up for myself and the people around me because of the art, because I am very, very specific. And, uh, what's the word? Um, I just get into my art so much that like, I need it to be a certain way. I'm very dramatic and high maintenance, high maintenance, high maintenance. And so let's talk about visibility. I'm, I'm tired of all this bullshit. Can we just talk about what's in front of us? Can we just talk about what's real? It's only what's visible that's what's real. And visibility actually is a really important topic for a world that classifies itself completely through visibility. It, like it completely depends on visibility as opposed to invisibility. And um, it does that. Like there's this more commonly used expression in conspiracy theory, modern day conspiracy theory, where it's like you would look to Alex Jones as one of the conspiracy theory leaders, and he will use this expression. I've used it before. I've used it before, not hearing it from Alex Jones, but hearing it somewhere that uh, this interesting truth that you see the world only through a small bandwidth of frequency, which is the visible spectrum. But like the visible spectrum is a small bandwidth of electromagnetic light or really of light itself and it's only this small really small section of light that you're able to see when the expansion of possible different lights that you can see is much greater than uh the bandwidth much wider than the bandwidth for the visible spectrum and so it's like the visible spectrum is a small point within the much larger electromagnetic spectrum and 
we see everything through visible light. We classify colors through visible light. Um, there's colors that we see that are not on the visible spectrum, like magenta, but we see the color magenta because we mix two wavelengths that are on the visible spectrum to, cre so f to create magenta. So for some colors, we multiply a couple wavelengths together it, in order to see it and somehow our brain imagines that and it's just like uh, it's just a certain image that we see for some colors where we where we combine wavelengths or or we look at like red and blue as we see them on the visible spectrum we combine those like we build a bridge between those in our mind that would be different from the bridge that exists between them naturally on the visible spectrum like our, our mind has the ability to do that but we're just like intelligent enough that we've defined colors to such an extent and it's difficult to say what intelligence drives that or brings that, that people get brought to a place where they humans get brought to a place where they're able to define colors like this where everybody can be like oh yeah that's magenta like how is everybody seeing that in their mind in order to organize it that way but the colors that are on the visible spectrum these are all um like any observable instance on the visible spectrum this is a single wavelength rather than a combination of wavelengths to create something like pink that doesn't exist um on the visible spectrum but visibility is is um it's the greatest visibility is the greatest because we see everything in visibility we perceive everything in visibility but it's like what we view and and what's viewable to us is and what's visible uh it kind of has to do with what's popular and what's mainstream and what you have with the visible spectrum in relationship to the rest of the electromagnetic spectrum is um uh, the visible spectrum is popular where the rest of the electromagnetic spectrum is alternative as it stands but um this is the case because the visible spectrum even though we often refer to it as being well defined like it exists over this specific range from uh wavelengths of electromagnetic light of 400 nanometers to 700 nanometers this is not exactly true that it is it's well defined because there are some people that can see visible light outside of it uh in on either side of the definition of the visible spectrum and the two spectrums on either side of the visible spectrum on the red end because one end of it is red the other end of it is violet roy g biv on the red end of the visible spectrum it's tangential i mean it borders the infrared spectrum and then on the violet end the visible spectrum borders the ultraviolet spectrum and there are people on the earth that can see some wavelengths within the ultraviolet range and also within the infrared range humans are better at seeing further into the infrared range but it's more it's more rare but it's just that like some people are able to see into that or they're like able to define uh color they'd be able to define color that's outside of the visible spectrum to some extent and it's the same with ultraviolet and there's uh i forget there's like some important historical figure that got like the lenses in his eyes removed and as a result of that based on different uh, assemblage of components of your eye you might be able to see into different sections of the electromagnetic spectrum beyond visible light like this one guy got his lenses removed and then he was able to see in the ultraviolet range and so he saw um 
purple he saw like white flowers to be purple or something but it's like they were actually they're actually purple where everybody else would just see them as white and um and isn't that shocking but there's like cones in your eyes and they pick up different colors and like the the arrangement of the cones provides for you being able to classify all these different colors like you have three cones in your eyes that are specifically for color that translate light into color and so and like uh, I mean you can go pretty far into what actually transpires when you pick up a color and, and whatever but like um what I wanted to say was when people in conspiracy theory, they bring up this idea that we only see everything through this small section of bandwidth through the visible spectrum. And there's this whole electromagnetic spectrum that we don't make anything out of. But conspiracy theorists bring this up to say that there's um, I, there's like everything out there that we're not considering, but that's just a conspiratorial idea in and of itself. But it's like, it goes along with... Um, what I was saying about, I was seeing in previous episodes that literal instances are are um, much smaller than, uh, like the range of literal instances, this is not as wide as the range of theoretical instances. And really it's like conspiracy theory delves directly into this idea of the visible spectrum being narrow, very narrow bandwidth and then being surrounded on either side by this giant electromagnetic spectrum it's like conspiracy theorists would speak to this because they're in the business of uh exploiting the potential of an entire theoretical range that nobody has defined but conspiracy is going to go into theory or they're going to go into what's undefinable and try to make it definable but what you have with the visible spectrum in comparison to the rest of the electromagnetic spectrum the rest of the electromagnetic spectrum is invisible because we've defined the visible part of it as visible. The rest of it is invisible. And so conspiracy theorists, when they bring this up, or just anybody, this is just kind of, kind of like going to become a more commonly used expression. Like, oh, do you realize we only see things through tiny bandwidth? Um the truth that people want to emphasize, what they say is significant about that really is they're saying why is the visible better than the invisible and so that's not a necessarily a popular argument but it might be popular when you consider that there's lots of like uh theoretical people there's lots of there's lots of people that don't make things about what's literal and in other words like what's literal is what's visible is what's right in front of you is what you can see what you can define and what you can identify and what you can identify is um what you can identify or like about what's right in front of you is what you can perceive. But like identity uh, is based on things that you can see about another person, like ways you can identify somebody else. These are based on external things about the person, like things you can observe and things you can acknowledge. And the word spectrum is actually, um, the word spectrum is a word for observing. The spec prefix of it means to observe, comes from a verb specir, which means to observe. So spectrum derives directly from a word for observing. But notice that spectrum applies to the visible spectrum and then um, also applies to the entire electromagnetic spectrum, but also applies to any like uh, the infrared spectrum or the rest of the electromagnetic spectrum is consists of the consists of gamma rays, x-rays, ultraviolet rays, infrared waves, microwaves, radio waves, and 
maybe another one, but those are all different spectrums that constitute the electromagnetic spectrum. The electromagnetic spectrum doesn't actually end. It actually is theoretical uh, in you trying to define endpoints for it. And this is kind of the way that it works for any spectrum, including the visible spectrum, because... Um, because the visible spectrum, even though we define it as a certain section, it's slightly not that because people can view things outside of it. But besides that, um, we can even we can view X-rays too. We've come up with technology to view through the eyes of these other spectrums. Like we've come up with infrared technology. These are the kinds of devices that people use in ghost hunting shows. They use infrared to try to try to track if there's any heat in the room and then like the heat would show you that there's a ghost there which you wouldn't be able to see otherwise but the infrared can see it. Like we've come up with devices that actually view within color in these other spectrums. And so like there, it, it's kind of breaking down that we would have to view everything in terms of just visibility is why there'd be an argument for acknowledging what's invisible. There'd be an argument for that because we're slightly allowing what was previously invisible in terms of light into our lives more and more. And um, you would recognize this is the case because visibility is a term for popularity and it's a term for um, viewership specifically is like visibility is related to viewership as in um, the more visible that something is the more seen it is like the more viral something is on the internet the more seen it is the more viewership it's getting the more viral viral you are as a youtuber is the more numbers you have subscribers followers viewership for you the more visibility you have the more popular and famous you get but popularity main and like the kind of the more mainstream you get the more that everybody's on board with what you're doing the more that you're seen visible and viewed um this relates directly to the visible spectrum in relationship to the electromagnetic spectrum because the visible spectrum is mainstream it's the viewed the viewed spectrum it's the most popular one it's the one that we know but it's just kind of like obviously what is visible is what's going to be most popular because this is what's right in front of us what's obvious like kind of in the same way that the mainstream media is covers more liberal or literalist ideology uh the air like more directly what's in front of you and holding people to their identities and what exists on the surface what exists on the surface is the visible spectrum and we we in the world up to this point have had to organize everything on the visible spectrum we organize everything through identities and what we're aware of obviously and and like what is obvious in front of us what's observable this is how we organize everything because basically we can only go off of what's visible but what's visible is what's most popular in the same way that the visible spectrum is the most popular of the of all with within the entire electro electromagnetic spectrum of us being able to see um in terms of what light we're going off of and what what things we're choosing to perceive like what things we're acknowledging the most obviously this is what's visible but like uh try to talk about what's visible for you and and it's like a really profound idea because visibility like you're talking about what do you see but what you see um what you see kind of intersects with what you imagine is what the visible spectrum within the context of the entire rest of the spectrum tells you because even though the visible spectrum is visible it's still on it still exists in like the theoretical range if you call it it still exists on the electromagnetic spectrum if you call the rest of the electromagnetic spectrum to be um 
theoretical, but the definitions for the visible spectrum, these are these break down because they're even though they're well defined, but this is the same for any spectrum, including the electromagnetic spectrum. It's really kind of theoretical for these spectrums where you'd say that they begin and end. People less popularly view where the visible spectrum borders on the infrared spectrum. People less popularly view infrared light, but they do. But it's just kind of like as we center in on the visible spectrum from either side, this is a peak of this is a peak of like uh, popularity where you see like the most popular avenues, pathways for people describing things are carried out through the visible spectrum, uh, and like we perceive through that, but. Uh, what I want to emphasize is that the visible spectrum, as defined in comparison to the rest of the electromagnetic spectrum, the rest of the electromagnetic spectrum is invisible or undefined or imperceptible. What we perceive is what we see or what we view in the same way that perception is strongly related to the word time because um, like in the same way that in the same way that what you identify a person, these are external things like a person's thumbprint to that we use that for identification. Um, this is an external thing about the person. Like we have to identify you either be through a thumbprint or your, the color of your eyes or the color of your hair. These are external things that are observable about you. And um, time does this same thing. The only things that we get to say about time are things that we can see observably because it's only at the point you're acknowledging a time that you're like picking out of this vast like uh, ethereal mess to acknowledge a time and define a time like a, a 10 minute time frame this is something that you've defined like a time frame is a spectrum all on its own because you've like come up with it arbitrary definition at the beginning of the end to say like this closes it off but like you looking at a spectrum or even a piece of a spectrum this is you observing it this is you defining something like you defining and identifying something is you have to do it through you have to do it through what's visible but like um so time is based on perceptions and we just have we have a lot of different perceptions about things, but it's just like the overriding ideologies. It's the prevailing ideologies that are uh, representative of our perceptions at a given point in time. And like at this point in time, we exist at the juxtaposition of all of these ideologies that uh, speak to what we are, but we kind of, we, we classify and communicate everything through these ideologies because they are the perceptions that we're saying are important. But it's kind of like, you can come up with perceptions that are important that are that aren't visible right now. Like as time goes on, we will come to perceive, we'll like bring into our body of perception things that we currently aren't perceiving. And um, it's kind of like, and I've used this example before that we as, uh, that we as humanity, when we, when we were developing, we come to define color in a certain order, like across different tribes across the world they found colors in a specific order where they defined white and black as one and two and then they defined red to be the third color like every developing tribe uh class classified red to be the third color and this is just kind of like a perception that happens but you're um there's a perception that happens 
because of the level of intelligence of the people defining the visible spectrum. So it's like there's a point in human development when humans would look at a rainbow and they would just see, they would say the whole thing was red because they hadn't divided uh, intelligently within it to say like this section is green or whatever. They would look at a rainbow and see the whole thing is red. But this is like they would look at the visible spectrum and call it all one thing. And we are currently at that stage of human development for other sections of the electromagnetic spectrum like the x-rays section we don't even have a word for what we call the whole within of it really besides like x-ray like the visible spectrum the word for the all within of it if you're just going to use a word rather than a color you would say visibility because that's how we've defined it so you could say like the whole thing in the x-rays is just like uh x-ray vision or or something like that but it's kind of like there there's colors for x-rays and we haven't even got to the point for defining the red like the word for what is the most general flavor idea like uh perception or mood for the x-ray spectrum like the um the thing that is red for that we haven't defined in all these different spectrums and besides that we haven't gone further than red to define like a whole rainbow's worth of things within these spectrums but what's interesting is that in human development we all like came we all eventually come to see red as this one color and green as this one color like we all end up agreeing on it so it's like it's not something that somebody could invent where they came up with a word for these like somebody could come up with a word for what constitutes the gamma ray spectrum like it's not really something that somebody invents it's just like an enlightening that happens across society where everybody just um, becomes intelligent enough they're like enlightened to the what they classify that perception to be but it's kind of more like they uh, they allow themselves to see, to perceive it that way or say that that perception is true. But like we only know a limited number of perceptions. We only have defined time a certain amount to ourselves. Like, and so like if we were going to, um, if we were going to define time in a more complicated way this would involve us going to like this would involve us going to another planet and um taking on that planet's time like uh there's all the there's obviously a billions of planets in the universe but uh say that we were interested in the perspective of a planet that was like 10 times the size of earth and so planets with a bigger mass they generate a stronger gravitational field and time moves slower on them than planets with less mass so a planet that's 10 times the size of the earth time moves much slower there than it does on the earth and so if we were going to like if we as humans were going to take on the perception of time that exists on this other planet we would be uh we would be taking on a whole different set of perceptions really but it's kind of like um it's kind of like that we would allow we allow different perceptions into our body of knowledge as time goes on even if we're not considering the perspective of the time of a different planet because we encompass more times as we move along and then we we define them in certain ways um we are we are adding new uh perceptions and ideologies and we come to agree on something across society and we come to 
get rid of ideas we didn't like and bring on new ideas. New ideas are like new perceptions, but they're like new times. And then we, we discard ones that were harmful to us or, but, um, I mean, we become enlightened to new times and new concepts and, it's kind of like the way that things exist in the world right now. We are uploading times at such a fast rate that um, we're adding a lot of perceptions, but we're just like defining time in lots of ways. And um, this is a this is like a us gaining visibility to some extent. We're gaining we're we're making things more viewable to us, but like things that used to be imperceptible are becoming more perceptible to us. But information is like gravity in a couple ways. Like information, yeah, information is like gravity and gravity makes things weighty uh, for us. The gravity is what brings weight to a situation. Like the U.S. has the greatest gravity of any country in the world, basically because they make it a point to define themselves in terms of relevance and so they like they have the most weight like their reality is the weightiest but there are just people in the world that have a weightier reality but maybe it's like they're more present or something like that but people with a weightier reality are like a planet that has a larger mass uh, and then like and and time moves slower like uh, gravity it says more about the gravity. I mean, some people just provide more gravity to a situation, but like uh, you, um, gravity is like information because like as we go out into the universe, we, we uh, since we have the technology to look at whatever planet, whatever solar system, and we're classifying all of these stars and planets that exist like millions of miles away from us, as we are able to do that, we're gaining more information about all these planets that are millions of miles away that we didn't have before. But um, it's kind of like a gravitational field that we as the Earth are enacting upon the rest of the universe, that we are slightly through our gravity bringing these other planets into our orbit. Like, And this is the case because all objects in the universe exert gravitational force on each other. This is just like a fundamental physical law. All planet things that have mass are all exerting gravitational forces on each other. It's just like a really weak force if they're far distance apart. Like the Earth is affected by Jupiter's gravity to some extent. Like Jupiter is pulling the Earth towards Jupiter, but the Sun is so much larger. Like uh, that, the Earth is fine. It's not going to get sucked into Jupiter. But, like, different masses are exerting its gravitational force, and, like, the Earth, through its technology, is coming up with ways to define, like, uh, it's defining a path, possible pathway to planets that are millions of miles away at the point that we define them. But it requires us, like, we get enough data on planets that are millions of miles away that we start naming them, like, something something that's not specific, some, an alphanumeric, like, Kepler dash 23b is like the the name that we give to planets and stars because we're not it's not personal we don't care about them we're just there are just so many planets that we don't know and like our level of intelligence about them is such that we're not like personally defining all of these things we don't care about our relationship to them enough to give them a personal name but like this but relationship is dependent is in some ways dependent on 
a gathering of information or more data because like the more information we get on a planet is the more that we are as a planet as, as the earth defining this faraway planet to ourselves we define it more and more uh the more that we in some senses kind of bring it closer within our closer to within ourselves but we're like exerting our gravity on it but we're building a relationship and this is what is this is what gravity uh, is a big component of it. it's an important part is like the gravitational pull that the sun has on the earth is because of the relationship but because of the this is like relativity but the but it's gravity that provides um relationships it's us we have to we have a relationship to the ideologies that are uh, prevailing is why we consider them to be perceptible enough to bring them into our range of vision and like these are the only it's only these like at the point that we consider ideology mainstream enough that we bring it into visibility and perception that we it's only at the point we build a very strong relationship to these things we like bring it into visibility and um so it's like the planets that are nearest us that are millions of miles away like whatever is the uh, star that's the closest to the sun we do make an attempt to define these more um, we we make a greater emphasis on defining the ones that are closer to us but like even uh, low level YouTubers they are much more likely to make videos about the star like the star that's closest to us because this is the one of the next steps for humanity down the road is like oh we're gonna try to visit the closest star to us obviously and so it's like the closest things to us as the earth that we define the most specifically but are the things that we have the strongest relationship to that we're exerting our gravity on the most and so like the, and um so as time goes on we sort of pull these uh planets into ourselves to some extent just by recognizing the importance of them but like before we define them as anything at all so it's like we'll make them more personal as time goes on as we uh as we focus on them more but we're not focusing on them and when we didn't even have the technology to look at them we were like oblivious to them like before we knew that there is even all this in outer space before we knew that it wasn't the it wasn't the universe revolving around the earth we were like oblivious to all these things and we didn't even give them names we weren't concerned with the relationship and like um it's kind of like a, a gathering of information is is more more gravity um to some extent and so it's like if that's the case then we are we're creating more gravity like i think i'd argue that we are we are becoming more meaningful as a species we are trending towards more meaning because we keep adding more weight to the situation we keep adding more weight because we keep recognizing more things we keep bringing more things into our range of vision this might extend to us expanding what we call the visible spectrum to just include the entire electromagnetic spectrum and making all of that mainstream visible but like uh conspiracy theorists speak to this by saying like you know we only see the visible light but they're like because they're interested in what we can't see they're interested in the theoretical they're like we have the potential to define all of this it's undefinable but like they're just gonna say like alex jones is gonna say use it to say that oh we should be speaking of things in terms of the alien races that are controlling and manipulating our entire existence or whatever this is becoming uh a big focal point in conspiracy is the idea that aliens 
manipulated our entire existence from the very beginning or that there are competing alien races that territorize the earth and uh use us for like genetic experimentation like we're just an experiment because uh, how would you ever be able to refute that you're like well you would have to you would have to you wouldn't be able to refute that there's like these much more intelligent life forces that possibly were there before we were because we really don't know enough about the universe to just like refute that right off the bat but um like so conspiracy theorists are, are interested in telling you like well it's not like the visible is so much better than the invisible it's not like the perceptible is so much better than the imperceptible which um on the surface isn't a great argument because on the surface because you'd be like well obviously what's what's right in front of you what's obvious is better um but it's kind of like uh the same way that you identify you identify somebody this is you do this through external observation, the same way through time. You identify another planet's times through like external observation, but we're not on any other planets, so we're not considering their times. Um, like uh, there's, um, you only see the outside of a person, the appearance, like the skin level of them, and this is the equivalent of the visible spectrum in comparison to the rest of the electromagnetic spectrum. Visible spectrum is a tiny bandwidth. And this is like what you observe on the surface level of a person when beyond what you see is a imagination and a brain, like an intellectual person. There's much more beyond the surface. Like there's this kind of in, more infinite consciousness, I would argue, infinite consciousness about people that exists beyond the surface. And it is infinite because, and it is like endlessly, potentially theoretical. And this is what exists beyond the surface of a person. It's only like the, the amount that you see does not explain what the person is, but it's like only what you see about them is what you observe. So we're given over to identifying people based on kind of surface level judgments in some cases, but like labels that you give or you have to, you have to give them, if you give people labels, they're, uh, they're based on perceptions that are popularly acceptable. They're based on perceptions that are popularly acceptable at the time. And, um, there's, you have the visible spectrum and beyond the visible spectrum. This this exists in the context of invisibility, what you can't see in the rest of the electromagnetic spectrum. And basically, the definition that separates visible from invisible is something like the idea of periphery in our daily lives. Is like periphery and the way that periphery extends and explains itself the way that periphery explains itself to us in our daily lives and uh i was looking up the word periphery before in the in the last episode and the etymology gave this example that the periphery is like the atmosphere of the earth and and so this is evidence that i'm using to say that periphery is a better term for what separates uh conscious and and subconscious than like either the term circumference or perimeter periphery is a better term because maybe periphery extends to like a to say a border that is wider something like in an ocean like the way that the ocean is a border between the united states and japan but it's still a border like this is a way that the atmosphere around the earth is like a border between um 
outer space and then the reality of the earth or the known and the unknown, the definable and the undefinable. It says, gave the example that the periphery is like the atmosphere of the earth. The atmosphere is this kind of wider section, is wider than just a single line, which is like maybe a circumference or a perimeter would be more descriptive of a single line that's a border between the uh, conscious and the subconscious. But like periphery is a good term because when you consider peripheral vision, your peripheral vision is kind of what exists between the conscious and the subconscious for you, like what you directly see and then what you... Um, what you indirectly see. I mean, there's things that you take in that then just go into your subconscious. Uh, I have been watching some comedy specials recently where the comedians say something that I've said on this podcast that I thought was like uh, completely original. Like I said it slightly differently. It wasn't like an Amy Schumer situation because if you're because Amy Schumer just copies people, obviously, because she'll take the same jokes and say it with the same cadence the the exact same joke but she'll just like change a word to be like oh yeah that was original so like it's obvious that she steals things like uh i'm saying that the way that you know that somebody is stealing a joke or not is like it's obvious because um i ended up taking from other people's material it would seem but in a subconscious way where it's like i was watching people's these are comedy specials i've seen in the past and then i rewatched them and i'm like oh i was saying something just like that in uh the episode that i was in one of the episodes i was doing and but like i kind of spoke it in a different way so it's like bringing up different jokes because i'm a good person and i'm protected in every situation i'm never wrong um, because I'm a good person always. I don't ever say anything. I wouldn't say it exactly like a comedian. That would never possibly happen because I'm always right. And um, like, uh, it's just like uh, Bill Burr is talking about dogs in a similar way, like bringing up talking about dog shelters in a similar way that I was talking about dog shelters. I was watching the Patrice O'Neill, the Patrice O'Neill stand of special elephant in the room. And he was talking about uh, something. I forget. Now I'm just, now I'm cool for watching these different comedians. Now I'm cool for that too. Do you know about Patrice O'Neill? I'm cool for being a fan of him. And, and, um, it's just that there's the known and then there's the unknown and there's the known and there's the unknown. And the known is like the visible range. The unknown is like what it, what goes beyond it. But the, the periphery separates this. Periphery is a good term for it because it is what separates like in terms of vision, visibility, what you consciously visualize versus what you subconsciously visualize. I bring up that point to say that you take in things subconsciously sometimes and then speak them back out into the world without recognizing that you derived it directly from one source. Um, like... Uh, but your periphery, and so these are like the definers at the ends of the visual spectrum are like a periphery. But the idea of periphery is kind of this art, like, uh, is kind of like the same thing as a circle that you draw around something where the circle is a boundary. As long as you're making a circle, this is kind of like an arbitrary classifier, especially if you are the creator of it, you're the def you're the decider of where the circle goes. So you say that this is what's within the circle and this is what's not within the circle. But like the definitions for a visible spectrum are similar. You're like it's an enclosed space uh, and it's arbitrary because it doesn't, it doesn't technically end at 400 nanometers because of what is visible. People can see into like 300 nanometers sometimes, you know, and uh, like periphery, there's the known and the unknown. And then there's people like Patrice O'Neill that, uh, 
people like Patrice O'Neill that bring more gravity to a situation because he would just speak honestly about something. I don't know that you'd say that he, but it's kind of like he would center on, I don't know how that relates to what I'm talking about. Um, Patrice O'Neill is just uh, like, he would go further in, in saying that something is true than anybody else. Like, uh, and he'll bring things into your range of vision that you wouldn't have thought were possible, that you would have thought were, like he will say things that are imperceptible to everybody else. If you're a good comedian, you are speaking on what is imperceptible to mainstream society, but you live in a, you are more successful the more that you live in a more a world that's more imperceptible to other people. But sometimes you're just naturally outside of it. And so that's your position and that's all that you can speak about. Sometimes all that you can speak about are things that the rest of the world is not perceiving. But if you're a really good comedian like Patrice O'Neill, he would be able to bring into perception in a mainstream way things that were previously imperceptible would kind of make them obvious just upon shedding some light on them. But this is what light does. Light, you shed light on things. It's only what we haven't shed light on, and it's light that we can't see and light that we haven't determined and haven't defined that is not within our range of vision and is not what we would classify, classify as visible. So as society evolves, it comes to take on new perceptions and new emotions, new feelings and new moods based on what we define based on genres of art of art that we're emphasizing more particular to us at the time. For example, technology and like our emphasis on technology, we've come to be under the governance of this perception. But this is a this is a time, the same way a person is a time. Like Hitler is a time and is an idea that is that creates for this environment that's strongly influenced by him that this environment that perceives him recognizes him the rest of the world perceives him like someone like hitler becomes so famous that he rises to the level of like a, a popular idea but like there are ideas also that are more niche that never become popular same way that people are but like hitler you could blame him for everything but yet um I guess this is me speaking more from the perspective of ideas themselves. Like you also would have to blame the ideas that were popular at the time that contributed to all the death and destruction that he created for with the reality that he provided based on who he was. But like Hitler comes into the picture and we find it important to perceive his truth. Like, but this is a, time the same way that Hillary comes onto the earth at a different time and so we we as humanity are constantly evolving uh through these times and ideas and uh taking on new perceptions but like as we define it this is a feeling that governs us and this is like the same way that we have a perception is only something that you acknowledge is the, at the point you make it perceptible from imperceptible you're acknowledging it and observing it um this is the same thing as time, but time is like the idea for uh, any one of these that you you see yourself as acknowledging. Like you know it is something you're observing if it's something you're saying has a time, like has a lifetime, either as a person or an idea. Like you would have to blame all of the ideas that 
people believed in that Hitler aligned himself with, like Hitler was related to all these ideas, like they're terrible ideas that they're very evil that he was explaining that people were uh, making themselves to be in community with, that people were establishing a relationship with that strongly that caused for a lot of death and at the point that humanity discards these harmful ideas this is a similar thing to hitler dying and so like there's more that goes into it than than that you would be able to blame a single person because but i'm i'm just saying from the perspective of that people are just like ideas but uh, people say that often you hear that a lot that like people are just ideas or companies are just ideas and it's kind of difficult to explain the full significance of that but it's kind of like their perceptions they allow they are different like senses of gravity they're different realities that they um they are different positions that other people have the potential to align themselves with if they observe them but this is like the observable side of life uh uh rather than the inobservable side or like subjective side because some people are, wouldn't be concerned with trying to win you over to their position and these people probably don't exert exert as much a gravitational field like some people are more like look at me some people are more attention seeking these people maybe but it just the better the more successful you are at selling other people but like you you just are that way. People are that way is kind of what I'm saying. Like Patrice O'Neill was already generating like the frequencies worth the energy that he was generating to be able to speak to things at a much deeper level of honesty than other people. Like he is already doing that. And so he's kind of like, it's the same way that a plan is very large, can't change anything about its the amount of gravity it exerts in the world. Some Some characteristics are just inerrant, but like uh it's it's frequency like it's frequency that causes a perception to be mainstream causes vi causes something to be visible like um but they're all they're all frequencies like the visible light is composed of different shades of color every different one of them is a different frequency any observable point on the entire electromagnetic spectrum is a different frequency and it's kind of like the more visible, the more popular frequencies, the ones that become observable to us. These are these are red, orange, yellow, green, blue, violet. Like this is why we've distinguished within the visual spectrum so much. It's because we're always given to uh, defining through what's visible, but it's only uh, what we frequently talk about the most and bring up in society. The ideas that we spit out the most that we're like talking about conspiracy a lot or talking about equality or diversity. Um, these are the ideas that we frequent the most because we keep bringing them up in the same it's like one of those thought the one of those bubble diagrams where the words that you use the most are bigger bubbles except that um in this case for humanity as they live on the earth everybody is like their territories are all intersecting and so like the ideas that are most frequently used intersect each other like we're at the juxta the intersection or the intersectionality of lots of different ideas rather than that they would all uh, be spaced out the way they're on like a bubble diagram but it's like the things that we speak to the most these are the things that we bring into our range of vision that we're deciding to perceive and it's just the case that there's all these other in perceptions that are currently imperceptible times like 
times that we're currently not considering and you could make that physical and like look at the rest of the universe and be like we have barely scratched the surface in terms of times and perceptions that we could possibly consider because uh time is uh because there's all these planets that have different times and it's kind of like the case that time is already everywhere it's just that there's certain points like a planet it has this different flavor of it and and it does because of different relative frequency the same way that a color is and like it's just like the same way that there's all these perceptions that are imperceptible to us uh you say that and you're speaking to the future of humanity the potential that we have to define new perceptions so the the new ideologies that are going to be popular for us and like these things currently exist in what's unidentified and they're like uh they're like ghosts and they're they're like they're like ghosts uh as we view them now and what's like unidentified and what i mean is uh, what i'm explaining is that there's like there's a visual spectrum and then there's the rest of it there's the electromagnetic spectrum and i'm serious about that and like seriously but what i'm explaining is that the like the rest of the electromagnetic spectrum it breaks down as we develop technology we can see in terms of that and like it's kind of like the visible spectrum becomes more invisible and we recognize that the definition of the visual spectrum maybe it isn't exactly shouldn't be so uh stringently defined that way and the basically what we would say is visible is more invisible than we would give it credit for same way that uh action is more given to thought than we'd say and thought is more given to action than we would typically say like i'd say thought is more it's more of a spectrum where they're like you thoughts and actions are more interwoven than we would give it credit for the visible is more invisible than we give it credit for in terms of the electromagnetic spectrum and the in the same way the identified and the unidentified are more interwoven than we give it credit for and but what i'm saying is what we see is already more unidentified than we give it credit for part of the reason for this is the terminology that i'm using all of it is cloaked in um these apparitional terms and terms given to appearance because spectrum also comes from the word specter meaning ghost and so spectrum anything that you're calling a spectrum uh like yeah it's comes from the word comes from the word specter meaning ghost let me read the entire etymology of spectrum because it's interesting uh spectrum from the 1610s meant apparition or specter where a specter is a ghost and um it's an appearance image apparition specter from spakir to look at view uh or the where the speck of that spakir means to observe um meaning visible band showing the successive colors formed from a beam of light passed through a prism this was first recorded in the 1670s um but so let me look up if i look up specter just so i can just so i can say that to you specter etymology specter means frightening ghost an image figure ghost from latin spectrum appearance vision apparition so this word spectrum is related to appearances and uh like visions of a ghost but it's it's basically like the same way that a ghost is 
for the most part imperceptible this is the way that a ghost exists on like this the spectrum you do see a ghost sometimes it does appear this is this is uh what you would equate to the amount of time that you, the amount of time that you perceive a ghost you'd able be able to see it is much less than uh, the times you're not able to see it. This is the visible spectrum in comparison to the electromagnetic spectrum. But it's kind of like what I'm saying, it, whether or not you buy that part of it, what I'm saying is that the unidentified intersects with the identified more than we'd think. And the identified is like the the unidentified. But it's kind of like things like ghosts and aliens intersect with what's visible to us. These things that are that are supposed to be imperceptible, but that represent unidentified and imperceptible things they intersect with what's visible to us and they're on the they're like on the periphery of our vision they're we're infringing on them in society we're starting to explain them we're starting to recognize the perception or the the perceptions of things like aliens but aliens exist in the unidentified yet they pop up in the visible sometimes and um the thing that i'm saying is that your your word for spectrum or like visibility is concerned with you having visions, but basically what you see in the world around you is based on a vision and is based on your imagination. But like these terms that we use for them, like spectrum, it's related to a ghost or something that's apparitional, something that's just an appearance. Um, your imagination, which is like, you look at everything around you and then you form images to yourself. You represent them to yourself or like uh, that you make an image of something. It's, deri it's derivative of... Uh, images of things you've, you've seen before but it's kind of like you you imagine something um is like an, a decoration of things like you coming up with an image of something this is more artificial than the real thing images are more artificial than continuous things and like you recreating an image or representing something that used to be actually present and then you re-image it this is a re-present or re-representing of things and um, this is this is the way that you image things, but it's like us describing things on the visible spectrum that we're able to classify one section as red, one section as orange, or the electromagnetic spectrum, we're able to classify one section as radio waves, one section as micro microwaves. Uh, this is like spectrums are like a canvas that we get to decorate on, but we decorate on it based on the images that we use. The, based on the images that we use, um, we end up describing things based on like the collection of images that we've seen and that we collect within our minds. And then like we, we represent them in a certain way, but it's kind of like the words that we speak to a perception that becomes common, common or mainstream. The word that we give to that is based on like what we do in our imagination where we distill a number of images together. But like you, projecting over a spectrum a way of defining a section of it is like you looking at something that's supposed to exist as apparitional and then uh defining on it something something that lasts as an image for a temporary for temporary amount of time like it's an like you describing the section x-rays this is an image that society or humanity has for this section of it because this is common perception and uh, this is what we've been able to imagine about it. But um, kind of what I'm saying is like all these words for spectrum are cloaked in like this uh, 
ghost type language like stuff that you see but that you don't see but this is related to your imagination and one of the synonyms for imagination is hallucination if you look up the etymology you're like maybe that's an older definition for imagination is hallucination but you would recognize that that does make it into our language today where we're like oh maybe you maybe you didn't see that maybe that was just in your imagination where people what where people are basically equating something that you said you saw to in in hallucination that you saw outside of yourself and um imagination is a word i have difficult it's difficult to pin down because like um this it has to do with you projecting back uh when you've seen images but it has to do with you imaging things to yourself but it's kind of like wherever you're contained like just the walls of any room that you're in this is like you seeing all of that this is a projection that you make but you are able to imagine off of uh like projections that you've made but basically wherever you go in the world whatever you're seeing things you're kind of seeing hallucinations to some extent like the things that you would say are practical are actually perceptions that society has agreed like this is what we define this object as because it's integrated of these materials and this is kind of like a hallucination or it's more unidentified than you would think it was when you consider that in the context of all of time there will be a time where this isn't in uh, this will be more imperceptible. And there was a time when it wasn't perceptible before, like a computer or something was not perceptible in the 1800s, but that's like an ideology that came upon humanity as humanity evolved. But um, it's kind of like us seeing computers. If you would say that there will be a time when they go out the door, which like most people wouldn't agree with that. So let me use a better example, like Sears or something. Sears, uh, Sears is this entity in the world that has a timeline and it's about to go out the door like Sears is about to become imperceptible again the same way it was before it even existed and like basically you recognizing Sears and then going into their stores and partaking in that reality and society building a relationship with with that corporation um, that's like a that's like a perception or an image that only lasts for a temporary amount of time that goes away and it's kind of like as as far as all of time is concerned that's just a hallucination but it's like everything that you see you see them in what's visible to you this deals with visions like and these psychic terms like vision and reading and medium are all related to spectrums but a spectrum is a word for ghosts but like it's a word for ghosts like it's a word for the spirit world or like things but i mean spectrums kind of deal with you using a spectrum as a canvas to state something to be more identifiable than unidentifiable especially if it's like something you're classifying as visible and you deal what you see these are these are visions and like mediums people who call themselves mediums they deal with uh contacting the spirit world because they're a medium between what's imperceptible and what's perceptible but it's like any spectrum is a medium or is like a channel because it's a med uh, the visible spectrum is a medium between infrared spectrum and ultraviolet spectrum and uh it's interesting that all these psychic terms are related to it but it's kind of like you recognizing the psychic set of motifs or like the contribution of that cultural set of terms like the language that they use this kind of deals with the area of explaining converting perceptible into 
uh, imperceptible and vice versa. But like basically what we see in front of us, what's identified, these are, we communicate these things to ourselves in terms of visions. And when you see things around you, you read them and you have the term reading. Like um, people often ask me if I read or something like that. Sometimes I'm in a situation where people are asked, do you read books? And I don't really read anything, but like, I don't know why bringing up that example. It's just like, oh, a personal thing about, but, but whatever, here's a personal thing related to what I'm saying. Like what I'm saying, what I'm trying to say is that when you go to places, anywhere you're walking around, you are reading everything around you the same way you read words out of a book. But somebody putting words in a book, like one page contains all these different words. All of those words evoke different feelings and emotions because they're all written differently. They're all different symbols. They're symbolized differently, like the way that the word communicates to you, like the the letters of the word, the size of the word, but like the meaning of the word, more importantly. Any page contains all these different words that would be like the same thing as a bunch of different objects in a room where every object is uh, correlated to a specific word. Like, and and you're, uh, there's just like organization involved, but like you reading a book, this is the same thing as you looking at the room around you and then reading all of that. Like you get readings all the time. You get visions all the time. Everything you see, it's always a vision. It's always a reading because you read in terms of what the objects are, like the way that we define them in terms of English, but also you read all, you read colors and like, because a certain range of color corresponds to a certain territory in your mind of like how you've organized what that color is supposed to be called you read colors you as you're walking everywhere all all that you're doing is reading all the time you're reading based on what you see like what you visualize what you're able to read but like these visualizable things are um are what you would say are perceptible but like you're only going to be able to read what is perceptible but only because you've defined it but the same way that we define different sections of bandwidth and we define them more specifically as time goes on we become more intelligent uh yeah is the same way that you are like you're going to be more intelligent you're able to define or read more about the environment around you and like what i'm saying is that ghosts popping in and out of the picture, like things like aliens and Bigfoot that are mysterious and reserved for the mythical, reserved for the mythical and the unidentifiable, these come into contact with what's visible, the same way that the visible spectrum does exist on the electromagnetic spectrum and vice versa. The electromagnetic spectrum, part of it is on the, part of it is on the visible spectrum. And so it's like the unidentified goes into the territory of the identified, the identified goes in the territory, the unidentified. And, but like visibility gives some credit to what you, give some credit to what you see. That's what visibility says. Give some credit, but live in, live in the real world. It's more, it's more pertaining to reality and what's realistic, what you can see, what's literal. It's just that there's things that have the potential to become literal that aren't now, obviously, duh. And obvious, like what's obvious is what's observable. What you can see is obvious. Let's talk about the idea of obviosity and how that affects our life like oh that's obvious like obviously this happened obviously obviously this happened obviously obviously that happened 
obviously Kirk Gibson hit that home run that they're like on two bad legs. Kirk Gibson, he comes up into the and he hit like a game winning World Series type home run. Of course, that event happened. Of course, somebody built the Empire State Building. Of course, obviously, there it is. It's right in front of you. Obviously, obviously, Empire State Building is there. Obviously, it's obvious. It's obvious when it's obvious that we all know this. It's obvious that this is the way you're supposed to act. It's obvious that you didn't. It's obvious that you did something wrong. Um, and that's obvious. It's obvious. It's obvious. This is obvious. It's obvious. Don't you? It's as obvious. Obviously, obvious. It's obvious. Obviously, obvious. It's obvious. Obvious. It's just like. It's obvious. Obvious. It's just. I'm telling you how obvious is the word obvious. Obviously. Obviously, obviously, obviously it is. So obvious, like obviously. How obvious is it? It's the most obvious, isn't it obvious? It's so obvious. Duh, don't you know about obviousity? It's so fucking obvious that you can't see that. It's right in front of your fucking face. How obvious is it? It's so, like that word, how obvious, obvious is, is right in front of your face. You don't recognize it? How, How obvious... Does something have to be for you to see it? Does it have to be more obvious than that? Is obvious not obvious enough? How obvious does it have to be? What level of obvious does it have to transcend to? For you to be like, oh, that's obvious, not obvious enough? I mean, there's things that are obvious, but they're not as obvious as the word or the idea obvious. Like, something has to be more obvious. If you call it obvious, you're telling me obviousity isn't obvious? Obviously it is. Obviously. Obviously. All right, so I got two episodes left. Uh... Come in and go ahead and listen to them. Go ahead and listen to them in the future. Uh, Thanks for listening to the whole episode. Bye.